Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 61 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that comforts us and encourages us. Help us receive your message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 17 today. Jesus is talking to his disciples, telling them that temptations will always come. He tells them the person the temptations come through is doomed. He also tells them to pay attention and always look out for one another, help one another, help one another not go by the wayside in sin. But even if he or she does, we are expected to forgive them. In Luke 17 verses 5 and 6, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith, that trust and confidence that spring from our belief in God. And the Lord answered, if you had faith, trust, and confidence in God, even so small like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. Well, I love that the apostles asked Jesus to increase their faith. They recognized they weren't strong enough to follow his teaching without it. So they asked for help. We need this same help and should never be discouraged or fearful to ask for it. God will never ask anything of us that he isn't willing to help us do. Then Jesus tells them a story about a servant and a master. He tells them the master would never tell the servant to sit down and take rest before his work was done. And then encourages us to keep on working for the kingdom. Verse 10 is underlined in my Bible, and I encourage you to take note of it as you read this chapter. Next, 10 lepers met him as he was on his way to Jerusalem. They asked him to heal them, and he told them to go show themselves to the priests. Interestingly, it says they were cured as they went. They weren't necessarily cured in Jesus' presence. They were cured as they went on their way. It took faith for them to believe they would be healed, even though it wasn't instantaneous. Only one of them turned around and thanked and praised God for this healing. Jesus said, get up and go on your way. Your faith, your trust and confidence that spring from your belief in God has restored you to health. Well, then the Pharisees asked him when the kingdom of God was coming. And he said, the kingdom of God does not come with signs to be observed or with visible display. Nor will people say, look, here it is or see it is there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in your hearts and among you, surrounding you. This is a profound nugget of wisdom, if we can hear it and believe it. We can experience the kingdom living here on earth because it is within us as God's Holy Spirit resides within us. Let's see what Paul is writing the Corinthians in his second letter to them in chapter 1. In verses 3 and 4, he writes, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of sympathy, pity, and mercy, and the God who is the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement, who comforts, consoles, and encourages us in every trouble, calamity, and affliction, so that we may also be able to comfort those who are in any kind of trouble or distress with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Paul tells us God is the father of sympathy, pity, and mercy. He is the source of every comfort, consolation, and encouragement. Sometimes the trials we face seem insurmountable and we lose hope. The Lord may even seem distant from us, but he is always with us. He is always caring for us and he has already gone before us to secure the outcome. He may send someone to help care for us or send a thousand angels to watch over us. Either way, we can be sure his plan is in motion. 
Paul also writes that the Lord comforts us so we will be able to comfort others. We are called to serve one another, and sometimes we are unable to serve unless we have gone through the trial. As we are victorious in our trials, we can help someone along the way in theirs. Paul also writes he endured many trials and hardships, even the death sentence, but it was to keep himself from counting on himself and leaning into and trusting God. God did rescue him and others from this sentence, which confirms his notion. He continues to write about the grace of God and the work God does in our hearts. Yes, the Lord continues the good work he does in us throughout our lives. Numbers chapter 5 begins with God giving instructions to put the lepers and other unclean people outside the camp. And it was done. Then God instructs Moses about how a person was to make restitution for a sin he or she commits. An offering is to be made and restitution made plus one-fifth back to the person who was wronged. Lastly, God instructs Moses about what to do if a man is jealous because of a suspected adultery. The woman was to go in front of the priest and drink bitter water. If the water stayed bitter in her body, she was guilty of the sin and would not be able to have children. However, if she was innocent, the bitter water would have no effect on her body. Well, let's see what God is instructing Moses in Numbers chapter 6. God tells Moses about a vow, the vow of a Nazarite. This is a vow which separates and consecrates someone for God. He and she abstains from wine or strong drink, which includes eating any part of a grape, which means a raisin. The vow has a time frame set for this abstinence. Also, their hair is not to be cut during this time. And the person cannot go near a dead body. In these ways, the person is considered holy to the Lord. In the Old Testament, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 11, Hannah made a vow to God that if he would grant her a son, she would dedicate him to the Lord. And she did. We will read more about this story when we read 1 Samuel. In the New Testament, John the Baptist was the same. He was set apart for God's use, and his parents were instructed that he should have no strong drink or wine, instructed by the angel Gabriel himself. God instructed Moses about how to end this time frame during which they were separated unto God. They were to bring an offering and would have their hair cut and put it with the peace offering to be burnt. After the full ceremony was complete, they were able to drink wine again. One of my very favorite parts of the Bible is in the next few verses. It is God's blessing. Take your time as you read through God's blessing and receive it for yourselves. If you are a regular churchgoer, you will recognize these words, and now you will know where they come from. Well, let's see what King David writes in Psalm 61. He prays to the Lord. He writes about being overwhelmed and weary and prays, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Yes, a rock that is too high for me. I love that King David needs God. He leans into the Lord for strength and asks him to put him on a rock that is too high for him to reach himself. Clearly, David knows the Lord is the only one who can put him where he wants to put him. He depends on the Lord for his kingship and more. He writes, the Lord has been a shelter and refuge for him and says, I will dwell in your tabernacle forever. Let us lean in and depend on God for all we need and desire. He is the only one who can do what he can do. He can put us in places we cannot put ourselves. He can save us from things we cannot save ourselves from. Let us rest in the shadow of God's wings as King David did. And let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for your encouragement today in your word. Help us depend on you more than we have depended on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. 
Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.